Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a second to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets and subscribe and rate us on iTunes. That's how hardcore Hornets fans find our podcast. Over the next few weeks, we will be recapping every player season, also introducing you to some of the prospects the Hornets could target in this year's draft, and keeping you updated on all of the news you need to know around the Charlotte Hornets. Joining me this morning, if you watched our live show this season, you know her as Calamity James, helped us uh, preview what was coming up every week. Uh, she's also a producer on Locked On Hornets, Claire James. Thanks so much for joining us, Claire. Thank you for having me. Today we are talking about Roy Hibbert. And did not finish the season with the Charlotte Hornets, was traded uh, to Milwaukee and then traded again to Denver. Um, But he, I think you can trace a lot of the issues that the Hornets had this season to the Roy Hibbert acquisition and the fact that it did not go well. And the series of dominoes that uh, came about because of that sort of set uh, this season in motion. What do you, what do you think about that? No, absolutely. And you know, when I first heard that we were acquiring Roy Hibbert, I initially thought of it as a, you know, if Steve Clifford can make this work, this just shows how good Steve Clifford is as a developmental coach. And I thought Mm -hmm. that there was a chance that Steve could kind of turn it around with the help of Patrick Ewing, especially. But it just didn't happen that way. You know, Roy is, uh, you know, he's 7'2", or 7'3", 7'2". He's a big guy, and that's kind of what he does. He just stands thought, there and he's big. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you thought it was going to be a dream for Steve Clifford because right. Clifford has been, you know, pining for a for size, yep. for physicality, for uh, someone that could be a difference maker. And I thought, you know, we were talking. Well, Cody started the year injured, and so that allowed Roy Hibbert to easily acquire that starting five position um, for the first couple of games or before he got hurt, mm-hmm. um, but. Even before that, I thought we were debating about, well, Roy Hibbert, it sounds like Clifford may want Roy Hibbert in there because they they want that size, they want that physicality, and at least for that first game against Milwaukee, it looked like, oh man, this this, this could, could really, really work. work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because he was doing it all, not all, but passing the ball as well, not only rebounding, not only scoring, um, not only just being a physical presence on defense, but passing the ball as well. But then uh, after that injury, he just came back and was, was just not the same. His, his legs just seemed to give up on him. And uh, the the game moved away from him a little bit. Absolutely. So, you know, at the beginning of the season, I thought that, you know, I, I, I thought that I had absolutely good reason to be excited. You know, I thought, oh, well, this is actually kind of coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in a tough position in L.A. with the Lakers. Um, and that just wasn't a good 
Was it a good fit for him? Anyone, really. Um, Same thing, you know, like we took Jeremy Lin away from the Lakers and we kind of redeveloped him and retooled him and turned him to something else. So I was thinking, okay, well, we can kind of do this with Roy Hibbert as well. Kind of how Clifford took Al Jefferson and kind of pushed him over the edge in order to be a much better player than he was um, when he was with like Utah or when he was with Milwaukee. Um, But that unfortunately just, I don't, you know, it's something about Roy Hibbert's just headspace, you know, he gets down and he kind of stays down and it's really hard for him to get back up. And, you know, we're talking about stats and whatnot, but during his career, career over, uh, overall, he's had 10 points and 6.3 rebounds per game. When he was with Charlotte, that point uh, total dropped in half to 5.2, and then 6.3 rebounds went down to 3.6. That's not good when you're being brought in for someone for defense and rebounding. And especially, you know, the defense, especially the blocks. Now, he did have some good blocks this season, but those usually happen when the guy who's much smaller just basically ran into him. And so, I think that if he does want to continue his career in the NBA and I really do think he has one foot out the door right now but he's got to get more aggressive and he's and he's got to do something about just his headspace well and I think that he became such a liability on the defensive end you know he he could not guard anyone outside of the paint and uh, teams were able to expose that over and over again and he wasn't able to you know the one thing that the Hornets love to do is guard transition he couldn't even do that because he had such a difficult time getting back down to the end of the floor fast enough uh, and that was really the end of his uh, tenure in uh, Charlotte so uh, let's talk about the trade that happened and what the Hornets got back. They they acquired Miles Plumley from uh, Milwaukee for Roy Hibbert, and that trade uh, didn't particularly work out because Miles came in was a little out of shape because of the inconsistent minutes that he was getting in Milwaukee, right. and of course got injured and could not uh, really um, uh, put make an impact on this team. What do you think about the Miles Plumley acquisition? So I don't like the contract, along with pretty much the majority or every Hornets fan. Um, however, for the first games, even though he was out of shape and I was kind of looking at it with that in mind, I wasn't, I, you know, I was, I was a little surprised by how well he was able to step into Steve Clifford's, especially Steve Clifford's defensive schemes. Um, I thought that he actually was good with the pick and rolls and I thought that, uh, or mm-hmm. the pick and pops, um, and he had some good offensive moves. How much of that though is, because I've been thinking a lot about this, mm-hmm. because look, Miles Plumley is not the traditional backup center that this team needs and that Steve Clifford wants, okay? So how much of that is that, oh, Miles Plumlee, he can move on defense. Right. And and Roy Hibbert could not, and it was killing the Hornets. (laughs) Right. So, like, how much of what we think about— That's where the bar is right now. That's what I'm saying. The bar wasn't very high for Miles, and he cleared it uh, at least over those couple of games. Right. And I just don't know um, if—I was asked about this on ESPN uh, Radio, and I just think that— you know, Miles is not that traditional backup center that the that the franchise needs to to come in off the bench for Cody Zeller. Uh, not a not a. T- it's like Cody Zeller light. And do you really want light coming off the bench as opposed to having a compliment? Right. I'm not so sure. Well, I mean, think right now. You know, it's between him and Hornets Frank Kaminsky. Going, oh my god! Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they know the contract. They know how much he's owed. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. Years. And that's why I don't like the contract. But I mean, I think if you're looking at it. Who's going to back up Cody, Frank Kaminsky or Miles Plumley? And so, you know, I think you and I would both agree that Frank Kaminsky's been having some tough times on defense as well. Um, but can Miles come in? I, don't, I just need to see some more 
time out of Miles, I think. For the first two or three games or whatever it was before he got injured, um, like I said, I mean, it, the bar was low, but I wasn't terribly disappointed. Uh, again, I, I think he's overpaid. I don't like the contract. I'm going to get slammed on Twitter for this, but I wasn't completely disappointed, and especially his offensive production, too. All right, well, that's it for Roy Hibbert. Oh, except for this. Uh, he did provide us with one of the best drops this season. Probably, if you if you went back and counted, it's one of the most played drops on this show, uh, coming to us courtesy of Captain Kurt and at Hornets Gifts on Twitter. Uh, you guys know it. It's Roy Hibbert. The Hornets are looking good. Hornets are looking good. You know, it's funny. Roy, uh, he may have been onto something. I think we were a little higher on the Hornets uh, then, then Vegas, we were higher than the Hornets uh, in terms of the national guys, yeah. um, and we were obviously a little wrong about that. But I think uh, Hibbert kind of hit the nail on the head. The Hornets are—they're looking good. Yeah. But he, he he sounded unsure, and I think that sort of <laughs> bared itself out. But I think again, it all because it all goes back to that Roy Hibbert acquisition because um, that was it was a low risk. They were hoping high reward, but the problem was. Uh, they ended up so thin at the at the center and power forward rotation by the end of the season because you know they had to move Spencer Hawes along with Roy Hibbert, right. and um, it made it very difficult for them at the end of the season to provide any kind of you know we, they put all of their physicality eggs into that Roy Hibbert basket, and when it didn't it, work it didn't out, out right. this team became all skill, a team you could bully in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, no, it showed because, I mean, there are plenty of games where we were ahead at halftime and all of a sudden we just lost in the fourth quarter. And I think that that was partially because they that's when the other team just got physical. They got desperate and, and we didn't match that physicality. Now, you know, had Roy stayed, would he have helped with that? Probably not. But I mean, at the same time, I have to ask myself, though, had he not gotten injured what kind of year would he have had? Because I really do think it all goes back to that injury. Mm-hmm. And and I, like I said, I mean, Roy's just one of those guys, and it's unfortunate. And I, you know, I. But it might have but, been. A, but it might have been a matter of time, kind of thing. And so then you go back sure. and say, wait a minute, should uh, Rich Cho and company have have put so much of such an important thing like um, the, the backup center position and what 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 they thought was going to be the starting center position plus. You know, introducing that physicality in such a highly skilled team, um, uh, they they hinged that on a guy that has, uh, you know, the game was moving away from him and, and has had some injuries in the past. Yeah. Uh, that was a tough call, and they'll look to address that again in this uh, next off season. Okay, that'll do it for Roy Hibbert. We are recapping uh, the season of every Charlotte Hornet this season. Um, thank you so much, Claire, for joining us, and uh, we'll love to have you back. Absolutely, thanks for having me like what you hear consider sharing this podcast with other charlotte hornets fans the easiest way our new website lockedonhornets.com there you can download the podcast listen to our latest episodes and check out locked on hornets live on tuesdays at 6 p.m ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks it's ace's biggest led light bulb sale of the year Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.